songs. Hey everybody, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. Hello. Uh, I am excited for the show. I am so happy to be back in the saddle again. I am joined by my guest co-host this week, funny lady actor Amy Albert. <laughs> Hi. She almost said uh, Amy Cobb, which is my married name. But, uh, you know, I like this... to keep it profesh, fresh and profesh up on this show. Ooh, fresh and profesh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> fresh, profesh, and fly. No, that's not it. No, okay. <laughs> Today we are joined by a lovely human being. He is an author. He is a lawyer. Mark Shu. Hello. Hello, Betsy. Hello, Amy. Thanks for having Hello. me on. Yeah, Hello. It's good to see you. Thank you for coming on the show. So, I have three kids. They are all boys. Uh, I have a five year old, a nine year old, and a 10 year old. Amy, what you got? I have two little ones. Um, my girl is five and a half, and my boy is three and a quarter. Oh, <laughs> so specific. <laughs> Mark Shoe, what's happening um, over there? I I have two girls. One is 12 and a half, uh, soon to become a teen this year. And the Ooh. other one is 11 years old. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. We had them close together, too. Yes, mm. yes. 16 months apart. So. Holy crap. Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. My, my older. Times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my older two are 20 months apart, and that those were yeah it was a light time it was a but also yeah dark that was hard yeah mine are 26 months apart and they were oh. it's a fucking nightmare no matter how <laughs> no matter how you do it <laughs> the next guest needs to have them uh, eight years apart and say oh it's terrible. <laughs> and mark you raised your kids in new york city right Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we're right. still we're still hanging on. We're living in Manhattan and uh, hanging on with our fingernails. Nice, <laughs> making it work. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so let's see. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Good. Yeah, you know, living the dream, baby. <laughs> Can't wait for that uh, that child vaccine in the fall. <gasps> Mark, oh, God, does that mean yes. your oldest yeah. kid has their has their vaccine? She is scheduled to have it next week. So, oh, yeah, that's very awesome. excited. Very excited. We're all very yes. excited. Yeah, I bet. That's great. Oh, my God. Because I, I was just telling a friend of mine today how, um, yeah, it's like the pandemic for grownups who are vaccinated. It's like, oh, life is kind of yeah. coming back online. But yeah. for parents of kids under 12, it is we're still kind of in the shit. It's exactly bit, the yeah. same. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly the same except people don't have to wear masks at target anymore so you right. know yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yes <laughs> um so my uh 10 year old just spent his first uh well first of all so he went both of the older kids went to camp for a <gasps> week which was very exciting wait like but, overnight camp well the Nine-year-old went to day camp for a week just at the local rec center because um, yeah. we fancy. Um, <laughs> and then the 10-year-old went to overnight camp for a week. Yes. And it was – and he loved it. Great. Yeah. And it was so nice. 
I bet. I get now why when we were kids, our parents would send us to camp for like six weeks at a time. Dude, or like up. go yeah. on vacation yeah. without children because it was even just I have, you know, with three kids, just having the oldest away was so it was like a little vacation for me. <laughs> Yes. Did he, did he come back more responsible and start doing chores and stuff, or is that a myth? Um, Mark, that was. <laughs> That's why you keep on hearing from other parents. Wow. Is it only in Judy Bloom books? <laughs> yeah. Was, I was hoping that would happen because, yes, he's very dependent on us to like do stuff like brush his hair and uh, tell him what to do every second. <laughs> um, and so I was really excited. That oh, and they had like family style meals there. I imagined that his <laughs> that his counselor would like be like putting food on a plate and handing it to him. And I don't know, um, but he's a really picky eater. Um, but he he said the food was awesome. I mean, I guess because it's a, a camp for kids, maybe they were just like pizza every day. Who knows? Yeah, right. <laughs> hot dogs, pizza on your hot dogs. I think it was. He <laughs> was like the the scrambled eggs were so good. I, I'm I'm guessing they're like powdered <laughs> eggs that probably have some corn syrup in them. Um, but he, oh, and when I went to pick him up, the counselor uh, was like, uh, he's going to need to take a shower. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I could not get him to take a shower the whole week. And, um, no way. Uh, and he really fought me hard on it. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, there were, so that, that was there. Uh, but hopefully, and I don't think he brushed his hair maybe one time when he was there at all. He's got long flowing locks, Mark, and he refuses to brush his hair and we fight about it. Every so day. maybe, maybe next year's year he comes back more responsible. Maybe. 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 <laughs> well, later in the summer, he's going for one more week. So maybe that will be the, the time he blossoms. But I have to say it was very successful. Um, he had, had a great time. He made friends. He came back with all these like, oh, me and my the guys in my bunk. We have all these inside jokes. And, <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, so it was super positive. Wow. Like a little part of me was, was like afraid kind of that, you know, that I would get a call. Well, I was very, a big part of me was afraid I would get a call that was like, you need to come and get your son because he's being a jerk. <laughs> uh, and he told the camp counselor that she could go fuck herself. Like, <laughs> that absolutely could happen. I mean, sure. honestly, <laughs> when my five-year-old goes to camp late this summer, that, that will probably happen, let's be honest. <laughs> he's got a real mouth on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's so cute. Yeah, you know, I was. I my parents would um, send us to camp too, and they were so. It's it's amazing now that I think that as a parent that I'm like, oh, you guys totally were like, go fuck off somewhere yeah. for several weeks. And yeah. my brother was too young to be in the camp. I think it was like six and up, and he was only five. And my parents lied about his age yeah. <laughs> to be like, no, no, you need to go. You need to go. Yeah. Was it so. overnight camp? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. A five-year-old at overnight camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, know. I mean, no guy. judgment, man. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
I, uh, yeah, the the day camp had a six six year old uh, cutoff, and I was uh, I was pretty bummed about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really want him out of the house. <sighs> yeah, yeah, and the, the oh gosh, you're right though. When we were kids, our parents were like, "Goodbye, you're going to live with your grandparents for the entire summer or whatever." Right. And that straight just... up, yes, and they were like, "We okay, maybe we'll call." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah. Did you do that, Mark? Yeah. My my parents um, thought camp would be a way to kind of toughen me up and make me more independent and send me way too early. And the first, oh! the, the first, first, you know, basically the whole week, I was crying because and it was and I was crying because I was scared of the big bad wolf, which tells you how young I was. I mean, you know, it wasn't oh, like shit. it wasn't like I was you know a twelve year old kid or something. I was really. Were you like three? What's happening? <laughs> I think I just started walking. Um, no, it, it, was, it was, it was, I was uh, six years old. This was in Japan. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of sink or swim kind of situation. And then I went That's to camp so again. Little. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit harsh, but, um, uh, <laughs> and then I did, I did camp. I did camp in um, uh, third grade and then fourth grade, and I'm happy to report that I did not cry either time. So there you go. <laughs> it's okay to cry. We would not judge you, my exactly, friend. Exactly, <laughs> Mark. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, so Mark has written a book. It's called Please Open in the Advent of My Death, A Father's Advice to His Daughters in Case Something Horrible Happens, which hopefully it won't, but just in case. It's a very long <laughs> title. Um, but it does fit on the front of this book. Um, that's right. So you talk about in the book how you moved around quite a bit. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was uh, I was born in Tokyo. My mom's Japanese. My dad's from Taiwan. And uh, we moved around a lot. Uh, Boston, D.C., New York. And we lived four years in Rome when I was 11 to 14. So that was a very formative and just wow. fun time. Yeah. You wow. are truly a child of the world. Uh, you yeah, are. Yeah, so, do you, and you speak Italian? I do. My, my, the weird thing is my Italian is better than my Japanese. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just kind of just odd. I get some puzzled looks. But um, yeah, I, I, my Japanese is pretty much really functional with my mom and to get around and stuff. Um, my Italian is actually, it's more like a soccer fan's version of Italian. You know, there's a lot of swearing, and, you know. <laughs> Colloquial stuff. I don't know if it's business Italian, but because uh... <laughs> it's all the words that an eleven to fourteen year old would yeah. say. Yeah, exactly. So like, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm guessing it sounds to me like maybe your Japanese is like my husband's Greek, yeah. which is he he likes to say that his accent is really good, but he sounds like a ten year old because he only he doesn't have like a really good vocabulary <laughs> but you know he learned greek growing up with a greek father um but everywhere he goes maybe that's why everyone's so nice to us uh, <laughs> yeah. they they they're like oh this poor man yeah. <laughs> he's he's just trying to get by be independent he's doing his best he's you know? doing his best doing look his at best. that he has a wife good for him <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Okay. Oh my god. Mark, when you speak to people in Japanese then, are they like, let's just speak in English? Or do they No, the Japanese are way too polite. For, and also and also I think oh. um, and, and because I lived there when I was young, uh, I was there from four to seven years old, 
I, I, the accent is okay. It, I can kind of pass. Yeah. It's just that, you know, when I actually start saying words, it's, they can probably figure it out. But um, You're but like, the, I want and milk. The, and milk. Pass me stuff with animals. I'm scared of Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but the, the Japanese would be much, they would be so polite. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. So. I know, you know, I studied, right. I studied French for, for seven years when I was in college and high school. And, uh, I was, you know, they just know instantly when he can't speak well. And so they would, then yeah. they would do the rude thing and start saying, you know, would you like some ice cream? You know, you know, like, you know, you know they start <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so. I was thinking of France. Yeah. That's how they are when we went to France. Cause my husband and I, we both studied French and we would speak uh, to them in French and they would just respond in English. They were like, let's not fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the weird thing is with some Italians, I've noticed this. Um, I'll start with, with Italians. I'll, I'll, oh. I'll start speaking Italian and you know, I'm, I'm speaking it fine, but they'll continue to speak in English as though they didn't hear it. You know, it's just there. It's almost like they won't believe it. He's like an Asian guy speaking <laughs> Italian. And they're kind of like, that can't be right. I'll keep on speaking in English. I'm going to, I'm going to double, I'm going to double down on this. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's kind of a weird, fun. it's, um, not, it's not any out of any malice or anything, but just, it's just interesting. It's an interesting no. phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. People are trying to be accommodating yeah. in their own way. <laughs> I love how you were like, yeah, the French people, that's when they start getting rude. And they're like, would you like some ice cream? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that? I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> French people, everyone around the world, everyone knows they're rude. Constantly trying to get us to eat their creme glacé. <laughs> real pushers <laughs> holy shit mark how many languages do you speak it's yeah it's really I feel like i've counted like no it's really that my my the french is really kind of gone that's 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 i would have to live there for a while to kind of pick it back up but i would just say english and italian i feel comfortable with those <laughs> <laughs> and then you've just got these like side pocket languages yeah okay you know, yeah. okay wookie klingon you know Oh, oh yeah. Amy, do you speak any other languages? No. No. Um, <laughs> that's how you say no in several different languages, though. So who knows? No. That could have been. I, no. Well, I studied French too for six years. Um, yes, I studied for like eight years. I don't know I'm the worst. how to speak French at all. And then no. I started doing Pimsleur. Pimsleur is kind of amazing. It's like half an hour a day, and they say like after like thirty days you have like an intermediate level of, of understanding and speaking. Really? And so I really did. I picked up Spanish pretty quickly, but then I don't live yeah. in a Spanish. Yeah. My mom, my mom well, lives you, in. You Mexico. live in Los Angeles. I mean, That's I feel true. like there are lots of opportunities presented to me all the time. There to speak are Spanish. I, I feel like I'm too um, like afraid I'm gonna fuck it up. Yeah, when I was yeah. on tour, we were somewhere and like the the um, cab driver was speaking Spanish, and I was like, "Oh, uh, tú hablas español?" And he was like, "Sí." And then he was like, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, "No entiendo muy bien y no habla muy bien. Lo siento." Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> That was convincing yeah. to me. You sounded great. I get why he was like, well, awesome that we are like-minded. Let's chat. Yeah. So, I mean, I would love, I, I'm trying to get my kids to, because they're so little, like they'll just absorb it so they fast. Yeah. 
but anything I suggest to my daughter, she's like, oh, no, thank you. (laughs) So, um, yeah. That's a fun phase. And I love it. Is that a new phase or has that always been the case? Oh, no. No, that is her since... The day she was oh. born, she's you were like, a I have good... a suggestion, and she's like, No, thank you very much. Yeah, she's mm. like, mm. And I'm like, I remember just holding her like my this little baby, and like right away, she was like, You're a lot, there's a lot coming from you. I need my space. She's just like a very independent person, and my son is like, oh, Let me go back up into your uterus. Like, <laughs> so it's very different, but. My daughter also thinks she speaks Spanish, which is kind of adorable. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> did your kids? Did you? Kids my nine-year-old says that he knows Spanish and Korean, oh. and will. <laughs> it's it's real. <laughs> it's amazing. Because then he'll speak like he'll. Oh my gosh! He'll like text gibberish korean to like korean friends and it's like oh gosh ajax that's not for sure whatever you're writing i i don't know what they are making of this and also like it's a little like offensive like it's worrying me uh yeah 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 all right well yeah but will like hears people speaking spanish and then she'll be like see sí, los nonos i said about toreros and i'm like Okay, can we just fucking get out of here? <laughs> and she's like, I'm speaking Spanish, mommy. I love it. I'm have a And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> You've heard me talk about Care Of before, and you know that I love them. Care Of is a monthly personalized subscription service of vitamins and supplements delivered right to your door. And all of Care Of's products are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients backed by science. They are super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each one of their products. Here's how it works. You're going to go on Care Of's website, you're going to take their online quiz, and they're going to ask you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your health concerns, and then you are going to get a personally tailored approach to your unique health needs. And then Care Of is going to put together a vitamin regimen for you, and your recommendations come in little daily individually wrapped packets with your name on it that are just perfect for getting back into a routine. You can stick them in your purse, you can stick them in your pocket, or you can just put that cute little dispenser right on your kitchen counter. Also, the Care Of app allows you to track your routine and earn rewards like discounts and free products when you're consistent with taking your vitamins. I truly believe in Care Of and their products, and they have amazing customer service as well. And I am so proud that they are a sponsor of Why Mommy Drinks. So if you haven't ordered your vitamins yet from Care Of, what are you waiting for? It's half off. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code WMD50 for 50% off your first Care Of order. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter the code WMD and the number 50 for half off your first Care Of order. We all get in ruts when it comes to dinner time. Making the same meal over and over because it's easy and inexpensive and fast. But boy oh boy does it get boring. And you want to try out those meal kits, but a lot of them are super expensive. And that's why you choose Every Plate. Every Plate is America's best value meal kit. It makes home cooking easy and affordable and a much cheaper alternative to takeout, but just as delicious. Every Plate is 50% cheaper than a meal made from grocery store ingredients. That's bananas. 
Most of their meals come together in 30 minutes or less. Plus, every plate offers a changing menu of 14 recipes each week, featuring a range of flavors and ingredients so you never get bored and in a rut again. So instead of getting dinner on the table every night, being a slog and a challenge, let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a delightful price. In fact, one meal from every plate is the same price as one cup of coffee from that fancy place we all like to buy our coffee. You know the one. So if you haven't tried a meal kit service because of the cost, give EveryPlate a try. Go to everyplate.com and enter the code WMD199 and they'll let you try EveryPlate for just $1.99 per meal. That is amazing. $1.99 per meal? for easy and affordable, hearty, delicious, family-pleasing meals. Plus, you'll have all that money left over. Then you can just, you know, rent a cabin and buy that yacht you've been eyeing. So go to everyplate.com, enter the code WMD199 to get started with EveryPlate for just $1.99 per meal. My son Ajax is so enthusiastic about a lot of things but it's really hard to like keep um it actually I mean I wasn't gonna tell this story but maybe I will just tell this story I mean there's so much that has broken me um (laughs) because my (laughs) youngest son just had open heart surgery it was um spoiler alert not fun but he uh, just did yeah he just did he had yeah it was his he's had open heart well I'll talk about both things um (laughs) He, yes, yeah, so he, hang on, I'll write down. I know he did when he was much younger. Yes, yeah, so when he was about two years old, when we, in the beginning of this podcast, actually, he had an open heart surgery, um, they fixed some holes in his heart, and um, they needed to fix one of his mitral valves, um, which essentially, like your valves in your heart, they push the blood through the heart, and then they snap closed so that the blood doesn't go back through the chambers of the heart. But his was, um, he was born with it kind of split into two a little bit, um, cleft. Um, and so th- there was a lot of blood coming back into his heart. And if that, ha- and if you're like that for long enough, your heart will become enlarged. And then, mm. you, you know, because it's a muscle, I guess it gets big like a muscle. And then if your heart's too big, um, I don't know, you'll die early. It, it's, it's a mess. Oof. So, so he had had a, a surgery when he was about two. They fixed all the holes. They tried to fix this valve, but they didn't completely fix it. And so they were like, well, we don't know. Like, hopefully he'll just take, like, medicine for life, and then that'll be it. But um, but then about a month ago or so, they were, we went to the doctor because he goes, like, every six months to the cardiologist. And, uh, and they were like, oh, there's too much blood, like, going backwards. Uh, it, it's not pushing it along the way it should. And so that's going to be – it's not a problem yet, but it's going to be a real problem if it do- doesn't get fixed. So we um, – so, so we had to schedule him for an open heart surgery and it happened all very fast. And, um, it was a lot easier, I think when he was younger and like less verbal and, right. and kind of less conscious mm-hmm. <laughs> when he was two, he was still such a baby. He, he, and he was really like a late talker. So he pretty much just had a pacifier and watched Paw Patrol the whole time. Um, but this time it was like much more brutal, right. um, f- for him and for, for us um because uh he was just so much more aware of what was happening um so 
So yeah, I, I'll say this: um, the the parts of it, the parts of it that broke me the most were just having to <clears throat> witness him being in pain and being sort of helpless to fix it. And it's also there were a couple times that we were with medical professionals where they kind of downplayed his um, pain and discomfort, um, which right. which was really difficult because you want on one hand, you want to trust that they are medical professionals, that they do this all the time, that they know what's best. Um, and on the other hand, you want to advocate for your your kid and not let them be in pain. And um, so it's hard. And you don't want to be like the crazy parent who's like, well, my kid is feeling the most pain more than any other child. Right. You know, like right. my child needs more. Um, so like I didn't want to be that sort of over the top entitled parent. But I also wanted to make sure that he was getting what he needed, um, especially in terms of like pain medicine. So, yeah, it was it was really hard. He he's always been really good at doctors and stuff like because he had had open heart surgery when he was two like he's always been amazing at just whatever you need to do he'll just like lay back let you do it he'll take whatever medicine you have like it's fine but when they went and so <clears throat> when i apologize this is not like a fun story he had these tubes Essentially, when you um, get surgery on your heart and stuff, your body will, I guess, create a lot of extra fluid and you have to drain that fluid. Your body can't like reabsorb it. Um, so uh, so they had these tubes that were draining from his heart and his lungs, I believe, um, and they would just drain fluid. And they were obviously it was it was so bizarre. It was essentially like they just cut a hole in your skin and put a tube in Um and so when they went to take them out, they didn't like really, people have this weird habit when they, when they do stuff with kids. I see this at, all the time at the dentist, um, you know, when they go to get like a flu shot, instead of talking to kids and being like, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to deal you in. Let's speak honestly and frankly. Um, and then I can prepare you. You know, So that's how we've always been with our kids. Um, and it's worked for us. Um, and I think it creates trust between us. Um, but a lot of doctors will be like, look the other way. And then they'll put a shot in you right, and you're right, like, right. ah, uh, you know, and, or like dentists, when we take kids to the dentist, it's happened so many times where the, the dentist will just talk to us and then they'll just put their hands in our kid's mouth. And it's like, mm. hey, maybe like introduce yourself, like say to them who you are and what the fuck you do. And like, why are you putting your hand in their mouth? Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy that that's not like part of their process. Um, mm. But I guess because they're kids, it's like they're like, oh, it's like animals or furniture. So when they went to take yeah. these tubes out, they kind of didn't really deal him in. And they just like yanked these things out of him and then tied the stitch. And he was like screaming. And it was so weird that they wouldn't. Um, it was uh, just weird. It was crazy. I would have gone uh, And he was so upset. I mean, and yeah. 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 Um, 
And so we had a similar experience. We went in like a week later and they had to take out some of his stitches and he was in so much pain and just no one, I kept being like, well, can we give him laughing gas or is there like a, some kind of numbing gel or can we do, you know, and they were just like, no. <laughs> and just like, uh, no. And that was it. No. Like, no. yeah. Huh. Yeah. It was really fucked up. And so we ended up having to like, hold him down while oh he screamed God. it was like old west surgery without the whiskey and he it was awful and he was so pissed afterwards um and uh and that really broke me yeah. i think oh, yeah you know i was there for kind of the most grisly bits uh and ari was not he kind of tagged in at the tail end of the hospital stay when it was much more just like we're bored in the hospital but I was there for the parts where it was like, you know, he wanted me to hold him and I couldn't because he was, you know, in a bed with a bunch of tubes and they like literally had to tie him down because when he woke up out of anesthesia, he pulled one of the IVs off of his arm and like sprayed blood everywhere. It was like, what is it? The fifth element is that where Mila Jovovic it like comes out of her whatever. Uh it, it, it was like a movie. It was like a sci-fi movie when like someone wakes up in a right. hospital and they're like, what year is it? And they like pull out all their tubes and they like run down the hall. It was like that. Um, yeah. Cause he was just like, what the fuck is happening? And why do all these, why are all these things in me? Um, so anyway, uh, I'm sure I'll talk about it more in, in future episodes, but, um, but yeah, that was a real fucking nightmare. Um, oh my god, I'm yeah. so sorry. And and it's so I mean like I mean, I can just imagine like you must have been just jumping out of your skin wanting to take any uh, take any pain away from him and feeling yeah. so helpless and that is just the fucking worst. Yeah. It's like very helpless. Oh god, and I'm yeah, so I think all parents would would do anything to like you know take that pain away or shoulder that pain for them and it's it's so difficult to to be a helpless witness mm. to oh honey yes but he's good now they don't think he's gonna have to go back for any more surgeries good. um i i don't he might even not have to be on medicine for life maybe oh. so that would be good um oh. But yeah, I'm still very shell shocked uh, from from all of that, and I think because my husband wasn't there for those parts, I I don't know if he, I think he understands, but I don't know if he really understands that I'm like I'm gonna need to take a sabbatical, maybe, um, yeah. just lay in bed for a few days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need um, some time to run away screaming into the ocean. So that, yeah, that, yeah, yes. You're yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, well, That's here, let so me tell special. you a lighter story real quick, uh, which <laughs> is that so Ajax, my nine year old, he gets really enthusiastic about stuff. He's like, I want to learn how to play the violin. Give me a violin. I want to learn how to play the guitar. Give me a guitar. I want to learn. I want to learn how to do this. I want to <laughs> learn how to do this. He's like very enthusiastic about wanting to learn lots of different things, but he doesn't always have like the grit and the stick to itiveness 
to patience, see things yeah. through. Yeah, the patience. Both um, yeah. And it's not like I've necessarily really cultivated that. My husband and I are just such like ADD cases, um, you know, and we're not always like the best example of um, showing what, like uh, grit and determination, um, at least after uh, after the last few years. I feel like we've been kind of in a... Um, in a just a what am I trying to say like a crater we're, we're still kind of climbing out of this crater of the mm. last few years a few um, state <laughs> <laughs> so Ajax is like I want to learn how to knit and I was like oh okay cool. well this seems like something that a kid should be able to do and this is something I've always been mildly interested in you know I don't want to learn how to play the guitar but you know hey let's why don't we learn how to knit together oh that's awesome right yes that's really fun right yes because I'm a I'm a crafty bitch it it left my own devices I'm real crafty (laughs) you Um, are incredibly crafty actually thank you Amy I feel like that's a part of me that's like died and atrophied the further into parenthood I've gotten but I used to like make clothes and curtains and like purses and I used to make stuff all the time Um, and then I made people for Halloween right yes and then I I made people (laughs) (laughs) I used all my creative energy on that Uh, and now I'm just exhausted I just want to like lay in my bed and play a stupid game on my phone um so so I was like let's learn how to knit together how hard could it be so I ordered some stuff online I I ordered some some two things of yarn one for each of us I ordered a thing of knitting needles for us to use and I was like I'm not worried because there's got to be like a hundred tutorials online like on YouTube teaching you how to right um and again how hard could it be like I'm really good at putting together Ikea furniture I'm I can run a sewing machine like I'm I'm good at stuff you just tell me how to do it and I'll fucking do it oh my god so wait you can do Ikea furniture can we just pause on that that's fucking incredible Thank you, Amy. I love putting together IKEA furniture. It's a weird. I get in like a meditative state. I love making IKEA furniture. (laughs) Like when we bought we bought like a swing set and had to put it together, and it took like three days. And I was like a person possessed. I was like, I'm gonna put this fucking thing together. I like. I don't. I don't know. I love it. Maybe it's because I like. I like guidelines and directions. Mm-hmm. And boundaries like- <laughs> and structure. Yes. <gasps> yes, Amy, I do like boundaries and structure. You're so right. I had a very chaotic childhood, so I'm like, I will make structures. Literally. <laughs> uh- <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. That's so awesome. I didn't know that oh. about you. That's so cool. Oh my god, yeah. They, you're so sweet. Thank you for the even thank you for saying that that's cool. It's um, really yeah. fucking so, cool. <laughs> so I was like, I can fucking do this. This is it's knitting. Come on. People have done this forever and they're not all fucking geniuses. Like um 
And, uh, and it, you know, you see people on the subway do it. It looks easy. Okay. Children do this thing. We can do this. Oh, my God. Okay. So, first of all, one thing I did not anticipate was my son is left-handed and I'm right-handed. Oh and most of the tutorials oh. are for right-handed people. So, also, whatever I'm doing isn't exactly what he's doing because it's, like, opposite. Okay. So, so that's already like kind of a boundary. And then the fact that he's a child, that's another boundary. So like any kind of tutorials online are mm -hmm. for like grown people <laughs> who are right-handed. Um, and so we found some beginners videos and holy shit, they were like, <laughs> it was as it, it was like the cooking version of like, okay, so we are gonna learn how to make chicken. Um, so first you get your chicken and just make sure that you have like a good chicken and then also you should have a pan and then also, and then just take the chicken and you're going to sous vide it in this water. And then after you sous vide it, you are going, and it was just like, wait, what? Like, they, they would like... <laughs> They would like gloss over these huge parts and they would do them so fucking fast on the video with their yeah. hands. And yeah. I, I would keep trying to rewind it. And then for some reason, my YouTube was like, I don't rewind anymore. <laughs> um, and I don't know why. <laughs> and so we, we kept looking and he was getting more and more frustrated. And I was trying to stay calm and be like, it's cool. We're going to fucking learn this. And then I would look like online thinking there's got to be, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be like, um, you know, visual graphs of how to do this. Right. Yeah. And I couldn't find any. And so anyway, um, eventually it got to the point where he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, okay, I'm going to continue on this journey and I will learn how to knit and then I will teach you how to knit. Um, and then eventually I was like, okay, neither of us will learn to knit. <laughs> so if anyone would like to buy some need knitting needles or... <laughs> <laughs> some yarn oh, and it was also like well mama you got the wrong kind of yarn this is not the kind of yarn that I ran. it was just like don't <laughs> even no. I spent an hour trying to find the right kind of stupid fucking yarn <laughs> um, so that yeah. that broke me you know what you may may like I know this is an advice free zone but mm. um, I too when I was pregnant with my son wanted to learn how to knit and I tried it and I was like, this is some bullshit yeah. with the needles. So I found um, it's uh, like weave. It's like a weaving thing. It's a, like a loom? It's a loom. And you can create like you can make a ton of stuff. I made blankets for the kids and it's really easy. So maybe um, you might want to try that. Like go to Michael's and just buy. Actually, I have a ton. <laughs> Do you want them? <laughs> you can have them yes. all. Yeah. You yes, can. I have a ton of yarn too. So if you want, I, I'll give you all that stuff. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, I have always, great. that's another thing. I love shit like that. Like every time I go to the place, you know, some fucking like uh, ancient town and they're like, I'm churning butter and this is how our people did it. Um, and there's always a woman, <laughs> there's always a woman making shit on a loom. And I'm like, that looks so fucking easy. I could do that. <laughs> Hey, we have a new sponsor, Love Every. It's an awesome service, but since my kids are a little older, our producer Ryan, who has a 20-month-old, is going to share a bit about it. Ryan? Thanks so much, Betsy. My wife and I were so excited to receive the Love Every kit in the mail. We've been having trouble finding age-appropriate toys for our 20-month-old son. Love Every took out all that guesswork. 
As soon as we opened the box, our son was tearing through all the toys and immediately wanting to play with everything. The play kit comes with an awesome guide that provided excellent tips and ways to play to really work on the skills that my son needs to at his age range. We got a grooved pitcher and glass, perfect for practicing hand-eye control, this geo-shapes puzzle, a flashlight so my son can have one just like daddy, amongst so much more. He is really into this lockbox that was provided, figuring out the different latches and locks. With Love Every, he is finally being engaged and having fun with his toys for more than just a few minutes, which has been something that we've been really having a problem with. Take the guesswork out of your child's play. Choose Love Every today and get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com WMD. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y dot com WMD for free shipping. Loveevery.com WMD. Lots of things can make your workouts hard. Extra resistance, double speed, one more mile. Your socks shouldn't, though. That's why Bomba's Performance Socks are built to be nothing but comfortable and supportive. Bomba's Performance Socks have taken all the amazing innovations that make Bomba's the most comfortable socks you've ever worn, and they've added their special Hextech Performance Technology. They're stitched with special moisture-wicking yarn and temperature-regulating vents that allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. They come with a pillow-like tab to save you from blisters, stay-up technology, a special arch-hugging system. That one is my personal favorite. It Seriously, I have high arches, and it feels great. Plus an extra layer of cushiony comfort on the bottom for the perfect amount of support. And that's my second favorite thing also. It feels like you're walking on little pillows. They come in different styles for every sport with specific design features that help you optimize performance and keep you comfortable no matter what you're doing. And like all of their socks, for every pair of Bomba's performance socks you buy, they donate a pair to someone in need. They have donated over 45 million pairs so far. I love all my Bomba's socks, but my personal favorite is the the lightweight cushioned no-show sock. I love a no-show sock and these are somehow magically the perfect weight while still being absorbent and they're just the right amount of cushioned. I don't know how they cram it into one tiny lightweight no-show sock. Another thing I love about Bombas is that their socks come in an array of really cheerful, happy, playful colors and styles. And you really can't beat that philanthropic mission. Go to bombas.com WMD today and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S bombas.com WMD for 20% off bombas.com WMD. Just for a time, let's let's get right to it. Ms. Amy, <laughs> could you please tell us what has broken you? Oh, sure. Well, um, so we uh, live in a, a, a condo. Um, <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> so, in case anyone was wondering. Um, <laughs> so, I've been um, there. It is nice. You are um, doing great. You're such a love. You own your own uh, place? We do. We do. You have parking? That is there's, also the case. There's a pool? <laughs> there is. Although some ki- someone pooped in it last week and now it's green. So <laughs> we actually think it, it, <laughs> we're concerned My it's one of our kids. Yeah. They'll never trace it back. So... <laughs> Oh my god! Because they're like having too much fun, and they're like, "I'm just gonna shit right here." Is that cool with everyone? <laughs> like, and we're like, oh, "Do you?" I guess. I mean, like, we don't know. I mean, 
I mean, we don't know about it until like, but my daughter, like, she just is like, I know I have to go to the bathroom, but I'm also diving. And so like, she just doesn't. And so anyway, that was, yeah. That's been, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I may or may not have at least one child who um, does a lot of skipping ass wiping in the bathroom for reasons like that. He's like, I have things to do. I got to get back to this game. And, and then I'll be like, um, could you wipe your ass? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Wipe your ass. It's not just that one thing. Just um, that one. It's a little. It's, it's that big. It's, just do it, please. Just a second. Just do it. So, um, yeah, so definitely that's happening in our house, too. Um, so we have a new neighbor moving in. Um, he's very sweet. It's him and his father. And, you know, so they're uh, the people that lived next. So they're like sandwiched between the two. It's like three homes and then they're in, in between. And um, the people that live there before lived there for like 30 something years. And so like. And apparently didn't update a goddamn thing. So their place like was pretty jacked up. So um, this guy, you know, he came, he's coming in and he's like coming over. He, I just want to let you know, like we're, we, we have to do a lot of renovations, you know, which I really appreciate. Um, and so last week he was like, um, do you know how to turn off the water? And I was like, well, we have a valve just here. And apparently the middle units in our community, they don't have the same valve. They have, it's like a weird, I don't know what it is. Because okay. I don't know that kind of shit. I don't okay. build Ikea furniture. No. Okay. So. Um, I do. So I know all about water valves in condos. <laughs> yeah. And so and my, Nick, my husband and I were like, oh, well, we, we just figured it was the same, but it was not. So next thing we know. The contractors <laughs> weed out in their van. I'm like, aren't contractors this night? Like, like they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're like the um, stage manager of the construction. Yes. To put it in theater terms. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Aren't you supposed to stage manage this thing? Yeah. This. So they just started pounding and they broke oh a water main. And no. yeah, and so, and then, and so I was up here, <laughs> upstairs. Um, and so my husband comes running up. He's like, we have water in the downstairs bathroom and we have water in the um, storage closet. And I was like, <gasps> I know, which sucks. Cause like my grandpa was an artist and he like, had, he used to illustrate for boys life and colliers and all that stuff. And he like, illustrated like Ernie Pyle's books like in the war and those were in the fucking storage closet on the floor in a, and I was like like just like crawling out of my skin but so and so I was like oh shit what do we do and so he went next door and the guy the contractor quote unquote was like yeah we just started banging and it broke and I'm like you can't just say I just started Ugh. banging like that's not again you can isn't there a term that you're supposed to use to make me feel more comfortable so um he uh so yeah so he, there was water coming in and it wasn't a ton but it was coming but it through the was wall. yeah it Anything. was coming through the wall yeah yeah Jeez. sucked so did your grandpa's stuff 
make it? Yeah, it's okay. I think it's okay. Um, oh, I think it's okay. Geez. I know. I don't want to tell my mom about it because it'll really upset her. So I'm like, it's yeah. fine. You know? just be your secret to keep. Yeah, it, I mean, I could also turn it around on her and be like, you know me, I can't keep shit together. Why'd you give it to me to hang on This to? is Jesus. your fault. This is, you know that, <laughs> mom. Uh, <laughs> good one, good one. Good so, strategy. I know, right? I've used it all my, my whole life. It's working out. So, um, <laughs> so my husband took all this stuff out of the closet. And, and so we had to call insurance the next day and they came by and the guy next door was so apologetic he was like oh my god I'm so sorry I can't believe this happened I'll pay for any damage like you know really responsible and kind good um which I was very happy about um so the insurance comes and they're like oh yeah we detect moisture it's not a ton but we detect it here inside the walls and uh you know some in the uh in the bathroom and so I'm so glad first of all let me say I'm so glad I married like an actual adult man because if this were if if it were just me I'd be like guess what kids black mold is the new thing that we get to have because like I don't know how to do adult shit like that like I just never I never learned and so I was like I'm like we have insurance like I was like so (laughs) that's how fucking bad it is you guys like that shit is real i was like cool (laughs) yeah so they come over they detect it and they're like what we have to do is uh put these machines in to like you know dry it out like a a dehumidifier and then these fans so my place is you know fairly small and the downstairs area is the only shared area where everything is where all my kids toys are where the tv is where the kitchen is where everything so they bring in these three fucking units that are like i i think it's like the size of like the first computer ever like the hugest fucking things they're huge you guys we like we can't walk through we have to like walk around we have to move all our furniture and not only that but it's so fucking loud that god we can't hear each other at all when we're talking and it has to run like 24 hours a day 24 7 and so I know. And so when they did it, I was like no. yelling. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and my husband's like, what? And I'm like, ah, like, you know, that was us. And then my daughter was like, it's really bad. Like kind of mimicking me. And I'm like, yeah. And my son, who's like a little speech late, is like, ah, <laughs> we're just all screaming. <laughs> He's like, I don't need to say it. You get it. So, um, <laughs> we're so, upset. <laughs> so, um, so it's so fucking loud in there. And so the people, and so we were like, well, how bad is this? And they're like, it's minimal. We're thinking like a day. Phew. So we keep it on all goddamn day. And I'm going insane. It's so fucking loud. I can't run away anywhere, you know? So <laughs> the next morning, the guys come over and they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's still the same levels of moisture. We think it's probably going to have to be here for five days. And I was like, eat <gasps> shit, dude. No. I can't. Now, who's paying for this? The neighbor or your insurance? Well, so my husband apparently, like, when we found out it was going to be less than, than the deductible, um he just canceled the insurance claim um and so so there wasn't anyone being like you can go to a hotel and we'll pay for it no 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 No. so so which i i kind of understood a little 
why he would do that. Right, cause because then your he... your things go up. I don't know. Well, our neighbor premiums. Your premiums go up. I don't even know what happened to her, so I don't know what the terms are. I mean, look at Mark. Girl. He's a lawyer. He, Mark seems like an adult who would know things. But he's also a New as Yorker, a lawyer, so I don't know. As a lawyer, I will, I'm comfortable saying you'll get screwed by you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I initially I was like, I'm like, oh, are they like doing this to like draw it out so that they have to pay? More? I mean, I don't know how that works, but but. So Nick told me he canceled the thing and we were just going to hand all of the bills over to our neighbor. Um, it's been <sighs> six days. They came by this morning and they said the levels are still there. What? That to me tells me that the there's still like a leak or something. That whatever yeah. is going on is not like solved or stopped. No. No. And so, uh, so I, a couple nights ago, I was like, if I, if this, oh, and by also, it's hot as fuck because the dehumidifier, like, it is, it's so hot and our oh, electric God. bill is going to be astronomical. <gasps> like, just, like, yes, just, burp, 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 you know, right. so many things. Um, and so oh. it sucks so and much. For, and, and for you to have gone through all of this and it's still the same, that there's no change, that's madness. I believe you said there's a little bit of change, but not enough. And I'm like, so clearly this shit is not working. Can you do something else? But that means they have to cut into the wall and it'll be even oh, worse. Yeah. So um, so they came back this morning, said a couple more days. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I lost my mind a couple days ago and I just fucking, un- I was like, oh, do you like ripping shit? I was like, I'm plugging everything. Like, and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. like, just like lost. Yeah. <laughs> Mila Jovovic in the fifth element yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just lost my fucking mind. And, um, and so my kids obviously, um, you know, took advantage of my insanity by being like, because I just like cannot handle anything right now it's so mm-hmm. fucking loud and um and so my kids basically they ask for anything and i'm like yeah you can have it but i don't give a shit yeah and so like <laughs> like this morning my son well, wanted cake cakes he wanted a can uh, pancakes and then he opened up the freezer and he was like ice cream and i'm like yes go ahead i don't care go yep everyone wants some fucking ice cream how about some either some vodka back there you want that shit too i don't care any more like I just so I mean so that has been sort of the thing where like not only have I like I've lost my mind I've like lost my ability to parent in any like responsible fashion I just like can't um and the fact that it's gonna be another couple days I'm like I'm just gonna move away okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's moving out so that's yeah that's the thing that broke me just like oh my god yeah my, by the way, my kids have not, my son like has no pants on ever. Like everyone, you know, like I just, I'm like, I oh, can't, yeah. I can't potty train you now. Okay. Can you figure this shit out? Because I cannot. Like well, it's and just. <laughs> you're already out of reserves. Like from, from being in, you know, in a pandemic for the last year plus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. we're still, we're still over here. Yeah. Like kind of reeling from that. And yeah, we'll go, they'll go days where it's just like, I guess, I guess I'm not going to make you put on clothes or brush your teeth. Cause I just can't. Oh no. And I just don't no. care anymore. 
I don't. So I'm like, hey, there's an iPad. You do you like that? I know that <laughs> yeah. I'm not supposed to give it to you all day, but guess what? Mommy doesn't give a fuck anymore. No, so go get it. Like just so I mean, it's wee all iPad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it sucks. Um, I'm so sorry, Amy. <laughs> Well, Mark, please tell us what has broken you. Usually the uh, the thing that'll break me um, are my kids bickering. And it's, oh. ne- it's never been, you know, they're girls, so it's it's not going to get as physical as boys, but um, but it kind of gets there. I mean, even yesterday, they were, they were, they were at the, we were having lunch with friends of ours. And then before I know it, they're kind of doing this side punching thing, you know, and it's just like, Oh gosh, come on! <laughs> just show us we're, we're civilized parents and, and all this other stuff. Um, but I do remember, <laughs> I, I do remember when they were younger, when they would bicker, and it's always over something so stupid and petty, right? So, um, I I just I, I've a, I tend to have a long fuse, and so once once good for the fuse you, is really yeah yeah. But, yeah. but then but, but when it does explode, it's just not pretty, and then so mm. um, that's how my finally, husband is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. Uh, yeah, when you're just um, we call it like ninety percent green, ten uh, percent oh. red, no yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and they were so they they were they were bickering and bickering, and and, and finally I just I sat them down and I, I said. I just brought out my my closing argument trial lawyer <laughs> and I just went into girls do you realize how lucky you are to have a sister I didn't have a I didn't have a brother or sister I was an only child I had so much loneliness in my life you know your mother she was she has a stepbrother who's 20 years younger she grew up alone and she would have killed to have had a chance a sibling that she could confide in that's blood it's going to last for ever <laughs> you're treating each other so badly and it's it's every time you do that it's putting a knife into our hearts it's it's killing us it you're literally is. killing us and i look oh, over it hurts it hurts like to crying watch they're both like crying <laughs> i made my six and seven year old just cry just like, and, was, and, it, and and of course i'm thinking to myself all right mark you're not bad you're a pretty persuasive yeah. talker you know? <laughs> and uh and so i'm patting myself on the back and about three hours later doing the same shit again it was really (laughs) but you know it's 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 funny so many people tell us it's it's natural and it's no big deal and you know it's that's fine it's just that i don't i don't want them to accept it as natural so i'll I'll at least yes you know and say hey totally don't act like a dick (laughs) Yes. Don't be a dick. Put that on the family crest. Don't be a dick. Life's a beach, and then don't be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Live, laugh, laugh. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I have all the stencils for our house right now. (laughs) Well, so, okay, so your your girls fight. And so, like, when they do fight, do they – because I had a little brother growing up. And, I mean, I would beat him up. Until one day he punched me in my face. And then I was like, oh, we're done now. Now you're bigger than me. Okay. 
Uh, okay. Uh, it was very shocking. It was actually on a plane, and we had to be separated. <laughs> we were by ourselves because we were by ourselves because that's what parents used to do on a plane. Right. Anyway, so yeah, flying cross country. It was nuts. Yeah. Um, so when they fight, like, do the, and they do get physical. Do, is it mostly like? Is it mostly like emotional? Like they're just like cutting each other down, yes. like women right. do. Yes. <laughs> like- yeah, because that is sort of female warfare. Is like being like, well. But you're fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, they, they, yeah, it's the, uh, the, the under the breath. You know, and then this is, like, mm. and then it just goes on and on and on. They've done, they've, the physical stuff, the, uh, you know, our older one, she took a, a kind of a, I don't call it self defense, but it was, it was kind of like, you know, a city kid, city kid. How to spot trouble kind of class where it's involved kind of fighting back and and doing all these things and of course oh, she had to she had to test out some of her techniques on her sister just the other day we're walking down the street i'm taking them down the street and they're both they're both testing out these self-defense moves on each other and you know all these other stuff so that's that's so fine. funny that's fine yeah <laughs> that is kind of badass though <laughs> It's <laughs> really cool that she did that. Yeah, that you signed her up for that. It's great because you know you just think you just think uh, it just makes you feel a little bit better about things and and so um, and it's not self defense kind of just seems like oh you're just reacting to stuff but it's really more about spotting danger Sensing and, and just getting out of yeah. bad situations and it's uh, so I feel a little bit better about that so. as long as she's not yeah. using it on her sister. Right. So I mean, so you you're you're raising kids in the city, which is so amazing. Um, I uh, I lived in the city for and so did Betsy for a long time, and then we moved to LA. And I was like, God, how? And my best friend just moved back to the city, and she's two girls as well. And it seems like I mean, is it like real? hard <laughs> to raise kids there <laughs> or like like do you feel like there's a lot of advantages to sit because i mean i would love to move back to the city but i i really i think it's all pros for the moment i i really think that they get to see so much they see they see you know yeah. they see people a lot less fortunate than them you know right and and they'll they'll kind of learn empathy that way um and i well, think yeah. they see just like just diversity in terms of people and, and types of people and just really accepting of they won't bat an eye when they see somebody who might be, you know, a weirdo by some other standard, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's fantastic. I think that also when they get older, um, there's, I, I really think there's less potential to get into trouble. Although I, I mentioned this to another parent the other day and she said, oh, I completely disagree. But um, I just think that's, you know, you kind of like, you know, they can't, they can't go out and drink, you know, like, you know, in terms of beer, you know, go, going to a bar, right? They're not going to, they're not going to be able to go to a bar. They'll probably get bounced out of the bar. They can't afford the drinks anyway. I think they can't like, it's, <laughs> we don't have a basement yeah. where they're going to drink, you know, you know, unsupervised or whatever. And, and I, I don't know, that feels, maybe that's naive. That's just maybe it's, it's incredible. Mark, naive. what part of Manhattan do you, <laughs> like, what neighborhood do you, do you live in? If you don't mind saying. Yeah, we live uh, near Union Square and Astor Place. So kind of near Astor Place. <gasps> Yeah, so. Oh, I love that yes. That's awesome. Yes. God, that I used to go awesome. to NYU, so I, I lived at the dorm that was right there on um, Union Square. And oh, I yeah, went to yeah. school. All my classes were near Astor Place. 
Um, that's it's that's NYU awesome. is uh, slowly taking over that area. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it really kind of is a problem. <laughs> yeah. Is it a, um, wait? Why is it a problem? Because it's too expensive, or it's just like no? I mean, college it, kids. It, yeah, that's part of it. But also, like this, the university is kind of squatting on these huge parts yeah. of this tiny island. Got it. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. It's, I mean, Mark, what do you think? That, yeah, that's the, my take. It's uh, there. It's kind of a, it's kind of a cash grab in a sense, right? To get to get a, to to admit as many students as possible and then have uh, super high tuition and 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 uh, yeah. you know, make money on. on housing and all this other stuff so and it kind of it does change it changes the neighborhood obviously a bit because yeah it doesn't, it does. doesn't have as much you know neighbor much of a neighborhood feel i guess you know mm. and you're very conscious of it when you're moving around especially like walking around the city especially in the in like late august early september right. you're very conscious of like oh these are the college kids these are the freshmen <laughs> and they're um they're kind of like <laughs> You know, I mean, I was one of them, but they're they're all kind of bumbling around and just uh, gumming up the works. <laughs> you know, uh, Manhattan, New York City is this well-oiled machine, and it's you know it's like da 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 da, and you fucking throw in a bunch of freshmen from somewhere else, and now it's like da 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 da, and. Uh, you know, just fucking gum up the works. I do miss. Oh, I do miss that part of living in New York City of like being part of this sort of um, evolving organism. You don't feel like that out here in Los Angeles, and I've never experienced it anywhere but New York City. But like when you're walking in the street, you really do feel like you are this little part of this giant. <clears throat> machine. This a machine in a good way, like a, a, this this undulating. Uh, organism you you're so in tune with like what people are wearing and you watch how that evolves like day to day and you you the way that you move through the city in relation to other people on the sidewalk and like your rhythm is connected to their rhythm it's it's really beautiful and amazing yeah it's yes. it's it felt definitely that way during the pandemic last year where you can kind of you know, it was it was a shame we had masks on, but just anybody you passed, which was not very often because there were so few people on the streets. But there was this there's this kind of shared uh, struggle or recognition of you know what's going on, and people are people are nice for about maybe two three months and went back to normal. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, I want to make sure that we have enough time to talk about your your book and uh, and sure. and hear about you know yeah. her. And have our listeners find out where to find you and how to get a hold of your book and whatnot. I believe we're going to be doing actually a like a what like a raffle giveaway, yes, giveaway uh, yeah. of of a few copies of your book, which I'm really excited about because uh, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Uh, so this so this book came out of a, a morbid premise, which was um, when the girls were about three and four, I would go on a lot of flights for for work. And uh, I had kind of a uh, kind of a small fear of flying, and so so whenever I, I would go on this flight, I would think the same thing, which was um, no matter how much time I had spent with the girls until that point, 
if the plane goes down, they're not going to remember a single thing about me. So mm. the question is, so the answer is, you know, what, you know, what is, what is, what do I want them to know? The question is, what do I want them to know? What about life? What would I want them to know about uh, me and, and how I met their mother and, and, and stories, personal stories and, and incompetent parenting stories and, and stuff like that. And, and uh, it's a kind of a lot of the life advice of, of, of that's really usually not written down. And it's, and it's basically everything from jealousy to, to fear to choosing friends to um, doing well at work, doing well socially, you know, religion, mortality, kind of the whole gamut, really kind of an advice book for, you know, for a life advice manual, basically. Um, yeah, so, so uh, that was, that was, I started about eight years ago. So it was, it was a while, it took a while. And then uh, I was, I was kind of writing whenever I had time. And, and you can probably relate when you, when you have kids at a certain age, there's, it's impossible to have time, right? And so um, yeah. I was, I would just, I would kind of write whenever I felt like it. And then, um, and then I actually did a calculation being a lawyer. I did, kind of did a calculation of how many hours it would take, you know, roughly to try to finish it. And then I realized it would take about 70 years at the pace I was going. So I, at that point, at that point, <laughs> at that point, I decided, all right, time to get on a fucking schedule. Uh, and, and, you know, and then I got up with some, some friends who are really kind and, and kind of, uh, cracked the whip on me in terms of, of getting chapters out. And then it got, got easier and easier to rewrite it and, and, and um, hone it down. And, and there you go. It's done. Cool. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. Oh, I love that. So well, everyone um, yeah. check that book out. Yeah. It's, Wherever uh, you find fine books are sold. Yes. It's, mostly it's, Amazon. Uh, yeah, mostly Amazon. Pretty much Amazon has, has got a corner of the market, which... Um, for better, for worse. And, uh, um, I, and the, the other thing, the other cool thing is that this spring I actually recorded the audiobook, which, uh, I figured, you know what, what the hell, uh, don't get a chance to do that often. So, um, and then it's, uh, I didn't realize there's so many people that I know who actually listen to audiobooks and they'd rather do that than oh. sit down and read a book. We don't have that attention span as we used to do. You know? Exactly. So, right. I the only way I consume books these days is yeah. audiobooks because yeah, I'm so busy that I can listen to a book while I'm brushing my teeth, while I'm unloading the dishwasher, you know, right, um, exactly. and sitting down and reading, you know, someone will come and interrupt me and it's really hard to kind of get back into it. So that's awesome, especially for yeah. our listeners to know that yeah. this is a great book and you can... Yes, hopefully uh, it's been recorded and, and submitted for approval. Hopefully within a month it'll be it'll be out and about. So um, awesome, yeah, exciting. Uh, it was it was quite. Wait, oh, yes, just it was Sorry. so difficult. I have to I have to tell you how how crazy my poor sound engineer. I'm going to give her a shout out, Ali. She's yeah. so fantastic. I mean, at some point, it literally. I was thinking, all right, what would it would probably be easier if I just said every word in the English language and she just stitched them all together because I was fucking up every take, take after take, um, because I think that, I think my record my record was seven times in a row, and when you screw up the same sentence seven times in a row, you're just kind of like, all right, I, you know what, I, I quit. How are you screwing it up? Well, it I, was, you it just was your words. Yeah, but you know, you just you get tongue twisted, or you don't you don't say it in the uh, right. It's usually, but you just kind of screw it up and. I mean, I'll never forget. I, I said 
thought to myself, why did I say world weary? I, I didn't need to say, I didn't need to write those words, but I can't, I keep, <laughs> so, um, so Every yeah. you say it seven times, you're like, <laughs> is this, are these words? Is this a word? Did I just invent these words? <laughs> Can you understand me right now? <laughs> I should have just said tired. Is this life? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, I yeah. can relate to that. <laughs> can people where where should people follow you and all that sort of thing? Yes, I'm at uh, Please Open Book at Please Open Book on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, my Twitter game is trash, but I'll throw that out as well. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, but I find that my my Instagram is kind of my creative outlet for the moment. So that's that's excellent. Yeah. Amy, where can people follow you? Well, um, at Amy Albert Cobb uh, on Instagram. I'm, I'm not doing the other stuff. I'm not doing that Twitter <laughs> bullshit. Your, your Twitter game is also trash. Yeah, my Twitter fucking sucks. <laughs> um, I don't even know if I still have it, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Mark, you are doing a great job. Doing a great oh, job, dude. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just in general? Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <in general>. yes. <laughs> but also with your kids. Well. As a parent, you're killing it. You've got a career. You've got two kids close in age. They sound like lovely people. Mm -hmm. You wrote a fucking book in less than 70 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Amy, you are doing a great job. What you just described would have broken. <laughs> it, cer it certainly would have broken me, man. <laughs> Thank you, my love. And Betsy, you're doing an amazing job. Yes. You're doing a great job. Thanks, friend. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I'm not doing an amazing job at knitting, but uh, but thank you. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. If, if anyone out there wants to send me some uh, very slow, repetitive videos about knitting <laughs> with both hands <laughs> uh, please send them please send me your shit shows you can send them to the hotline uh, copy with your shit show 424-279-884 copy with your shit show 424-279-884 copy with your shit show 424-279-8842. And you can also email them to me at whymommydrinkspodcast at gmail.com because uh, mm -hmm. I love hearing your shit shows. Oh, mm -hmm. Well, hey, if, if you find yourself uh, wondering who shit in the um, community <laughs> pool and figuring out kids. probably your kid. It's, it's, kid. Oh, it's, it's my kid. kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Doesn't matter where it happens, sure things yeah. yeah, yeah. Just don't open your mouth under water, it'll be fine. <laughs> Why did it turn green? Uh, or if you are uh, <laughs> giving your kids such an amazing closing argument that you <laughs> cause them to sob. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, or if uh, 
if you are not teaching your children grit and determination and instead teaching them just simply how to quit learning how to <laughs> knit or <laughs> play guitar or anything, just know that you are doing a great job. My mommy drinks. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're You're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.